you are going to remember where you were right now for the rest of your life. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Minnesota Twins outfielder Brian Buxton, and you're listening to On the Mound with Max Tanzer, Max Sossler, and Tommy Muha. Take it away, guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to On the Mound. I'm Tommy Muha alongside Max Tanzer and Matt Sossler. We have a great show for you today. We're going to talk about all that's going on around Major League Baseball, obviously a lot with the negotiations, whether or not they're going to start this 2020 season. Um, guys, what do you think? Do you think we're going to have baseball here? So here's my stance. You know, the MLB seems to time things perfectly, that every day another league comes back, they take the MLB takes another step backwards. And I think that the path to Major League Baseball in 2020 is not that hard. They just have to figure out, how each party is going to benefit and how they're going to get the pay that they deserve, the players. But unfortunately, that's a very hard step when no one's willing to concede. And I think that they have to concede in order to make progress. And I think that's a very strong possibility, except right now, negotiations are stalling, which is very unfortunate because this is not a normal strike or lockout year. The CBA is not up this year and it's just unfortunate because every other league at this point including the mls who had cba issues they yesterday they announced that they resolved those issues and they're going to be starting play in a couple of weeks in addition to the nba and nhl that have returned to play plans the nfl is increasing its off-season practices by allowing coaches in the facilities over the next couple weeks and meanwhile while all this is going on major league baseball is just sitting still yeah, I could not agree with Matt anymore. It's incredibly frustrating. And to be honest with you guys, I think a lot of fans are picking a side, whether that be with the Players Association or with the owners. In this case, I don't care anymore. I don't care who's right or wrong. It's gotten to the point of they need baseball back. It's hurting the league more than it is. or It's hurting the league more that they're arguing about this and not playing than if they're losing a certain amount of money, let's say. And I think one side needs to step up and get it done. I don't care who it is, the players or the owners. I think particularly it would make more sense for the owners just because they have more money than the players. But it seems like they're spinning in circles right now. It's back and forth. You know what? And they say they're not. Like it's The MLB saying they're stopping the negotiations. But then again, they're still proposing this 50-game season. So it's not necessarily stopping negotiations. It feels like you know they're not being very direct. And it feels like you know the relationship's already been bad, but... You could obviously tell right now, and we have CBA negotiations in January. I don't think it's going to get any better for that, and it's it's been a mess, and I want it to come back, but I just don't know at this point, guys. It changes every single day. One day, we're incredibly confident that baseball is coming back. It seems right. Twitter is freaking out. Super excited. And then the next day, we're down in the dumps. You know, Honestly, it feels like depressed. That's what it feels like. It feels like it's not going to happen anymore. And then the next day, we're right back up to it. So I don't even know. I don't have a take on it at this point. You'd think, just logically, Major League Baseball would want to play again just because at this point, they will be the only team not playing this summer, and it's their season, which is just absurd to me, and I don't understand why they would not want to play. But it seems like that doesn't matter to them. It seems like it's more about the money than it is the players, the fans, and for the sake of the game, at least from the owner's perspective. 
And because of that, we might not see baseball. Yeah, and as you mentioned, going off of being the only league not playing, I don't know about you guys, but back in March when this whole thing started, I thought, okay, the NBA is done because that's a direct skin-to-skin contact sport. And in a time of a pandemic, you just can't be playing basketball. Everyone's touching the same ball, touching the same hoop, sweating directly on each other. Hockey, they take off the jerseys in the locker room. They're all spreading the virus around. Baseball is the easiest sport to play, easiest team sport, I should say, to play in times like this. And not only that, but baseball was arguably in the best position in March to come back and play to start their season because... All they had to worry about was the government restrictions and how that would impact. Whereas the NBA and NHL had to worry about how do we return to play? Do we have a playoff? Do we have regular season? How many teams do we include? All the stuff like that. But now, as you mentioned, all these leagues, or as I mentioned, all these leagues are back. And the MLB went from first to last just like that. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that this is all about money and that every fan in the world now knows that this is all about money is such a bad look for baseball because this is obviously at a time as we've mentioned previously before where the economy is at its lowest and there's a lot of Americans unemployed and because everything is public now at this point everyone knows it's because of the financials and the fact that they can't figure it out because of that makes the situation even worse they are in such a deep hole right now that even if they do play I see it still kind of you know carrying over into the season and then into the CBA negotiations but if they don't play at all it's going to be significantly worse. I agree. And with all these factors, it kind of makes you wonder, right, do they really want to play? Because there's so many things that, you know, it's the right time for baseball to come back for so many reasons. And they could do it, but they can't come to an agreement because of money. And I personally feel like if they really wanted to play, they would be all set. They would have the plan ready to go for spring training next week. Um I might be wrong about that. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so. I agree with you in a way. Yeah, I do, because you're right. It only makes sense for them to play right now. It seems like everything is lining up to be that way. You know, there would be enough games. The weather's getting better. The virus seems to be slowly declining now. I know the numbers can jump up because of the you know amount of people that have gone out in public recently. But besides that, it seems like it's a good time to play. And really, the only optimism I have and take this with a grain of salt because I don't even I'm not even optimistic about it anymore. But the only way I could actually see this working is one, obviously they somehow come to an agreement, or two, it gets to a point where hey, you know maybe the owners are just waiting and waiting for the players' association you know to agree with them. And if they don't, maybe at the end of the day they will concede and then eventually give the union what they want. But I don't think that will happen. I really don't. Well, you gotta dumb you gotta dumb this down a little bit. I think that. You know, in plain sight, it's millionaires arguing versus billionaires. And it really, in the grand scheme of things, that's just, you know, ignorant and disgusting to see that, as you mentioned, considering the state of the economy right now. However, if you think about it, if you were to put the baseball players on that level, the baseball players are the employees. And while they want to play the game that they love, you know, they want to, I completely respect them wanting to get the pay that, not only they deserve, but that they agreed upon at the start of this. And I think it's kind of shady for the owners to cut back. I think it's shady for the owners to cut back and try to renegotiate this whole thing based on current developments. And even though, again, even though it's millionaires versus billionaires and no major league player is going to 
suffer economically because of not playing, they are still going out. They are still putting their bodies, you know, sort of at risk in order to play this game while the owners can sit at home and relax. But it's just, it's a tough situation. And I think the players are thinking about it like, you know, no baseball game is worth contracting this virus. No baseball game is worth getting paid less than I deserve. It's, it's all... I, I think right now, again, as Tommy said, it's not about the baseball. It's about player safety and getting compensated in order to play that game safely. Yeah, and it seems from what has been reported recently that you know, initially they were far away in terms of agreeing on the player safety protocols. But it seems like they're starting to get that agreed on a little bit more, which is a good sign in that aspect. But what's so ironic about the situation, you guys, is that the beginning, before the first negotiations, like going back a couple months ago, you know, in March, I believe it was, they agreed that the salaries would be prorated for 82 games. And then all this drama started when the owner said, you know what, we want to take more because there's no fans, we'll be making less money overall. And then the players got upset. Well, guess what? Now we're back to those fully prorated salaries based on the amount of games. So, one, we didn't need to go through all that. Now it's just that there's 50 to 60 games being proposed by the owners instead of 82. And I could imagine if this does work out, it would go back up to around 75 to 80 games in that capacity, which is so ironic to me that basically they would just end up agreeing on the initial deal after going through all of this drama, all of this you know frustration and pain for the fans, the players, and the owners, and it just seems so unneeded. And I just find it hilarious that we're almost back to square one at this point. Not quite, but there's a good chance that we could be. I agree. And one thing I was thinking about, too, is, and I do think that you're right, that it could end up being negotiated back up uh, closer to 80 games. But if it does end up being like a 50- or 60-game season, do you think it's possible that we'll see some big names like that won't play, like Blake Snell? He might sit out. Um, and some other guys with underlying health conditions, which, you know, that is very understandable with the virus. But I'm thinking about that, too. In a 50-game season, what's the quality going to be if you're having guys sit out for various reasons? Um, you know, you could have some key guys that won't be in the lineup. Well, if Snell gets his... What, because what Snell was arguing about was that the owners wanted to take more. They were already, you know, doing the prorated salaries for 82 games, which would... I guess cut the player salaries in half, you know. But Harper's deal would be cut in half, right? And what Snell was upset with that because he didn't want to see all right, player salaries get cut even more. But now it appears from the owner's most recent proposal that we're back to that. So the only way reason he could be complaining, I guess, is if they play less games. But if players do sit out, I think it will be frustrating and it will be disappointing for the game. But it is what it is, and as long as they can get baseball back, I think they'd be happy. Now, of course, you don't want your number one players, you know, like Snell. You don't want a Max Scherzer or a Bryce Harper or a Mike Trout, you know, almost protesting the game, you know, by saying, I'm not going to play and I'm going to post a ton of stuff on social media about how corrupt this is. That would not be good. And they would need to do a lot of damage control to figure that out. And if that were the case and the players were doing that, it would basically be like half a strike. You'd have half of your stars just striking on you while you're playing the game. And that would be absolutely terrible for Major League Baseball. And they would have to figure it out. But to a 50-game season, was there anything actually you wanted to add on to that, Matt? Well, I was about to say, you know, the owners proposed around a 50-game season. The players wanted upwards of 114. Uh, Tommy, we talked about this during uh, the pre-show, but you mentioned, you know, the Nationals last year, and their 
whole roller coaster of a season. You talk more about. I'm not going to steal your thunder here, but the down. You mentioned the downsides of playing only 50 games. Yeah, well, you know the Nationals. We all know the story. They they went 19 and 31 through their first 50. So, you know, if that was in a 50 game season, obviously they likely wouldn't have even come close to making the postseason. Which, you know, 50 games is not an accurate representation whatsoever, in my opinion, because you play 50 games three times. And I would be happy to get baseball back in any capacity. I mean, if it's just 50, then it's just 50. But I don't know. I think you could definitely see, and I think if that does happen, you will see teams like the Yankees, maybe the Dodgers or the Astros really good teams that are expected to do big things, but in a 50-game season, they might struggle out of the gate and not make the postseason. When a team like, I want to pick on the Mariners, Max, but they have a much better chance um, to make it, which, you know, that's good for the game too, but at the same time, you're not accurately represented. out, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, And it's definitely sure. possible that a team gets off to a slow start. They are expanding the amount of teams, which I think could help that, but it's only by, what, two at this point? Uh, so, you know, there definitely will be some teams. You know, let's say, for example, maybe, I don't know, I'd say the Yankees and the Dodgers are probably fine because they're firehouses, and again, baseball is baseball. You never know what happens. What about a team like the Rays? The Rays, you know, were very good last year. have won 90-plus games in back-to-back seasons, I'm pretty sure. If they get off to a slow start, you know, their pitching doesn't work out as they expected. The bullpen's a little bit slow in the first month. You know, that's instead of that being, you know, 16% of your season or whatever it is, that's like half of your season at that point almost. And that is that can be detrimental, and teams could lose out on it. But the way I've come is if the only way they could play baseball is with 50 games, then unfortunately while it's, you know, not the most ideal thing in the world and it breaks tradition and baseball as a game doesn't work like that, it is baseball, and they need it badly. We need it badly, and I'll take whatever I can get. You mentioned getting it back and getting everything we can get, and I completely agree with you. You know, at this point, it's just speculation and the stain that would be on a shorter season. Another thing, and we've talked a lot about this, is the idea of competitive balance. And there's been a lot of debate around if all teams have a balanced environment meaning no fans you know all teams have the same schedule type regarding divisional play interleague play stuff like that and the thing that strikes my mind is how with the competitive with competitive balance and even with the 50 game season this is sort of putting two thoughts together how do you view the world series champion if there is one in 2020 i think no matter what there will definitely be a mental asterisk on it, and it is what it is. That's just how it's going to work. I think you could say that with any other league, though, that are adding 22 teams in for their postseasons as well. Because, for example, the NHL, you know, the New York Rangers, for example, you know, wouldn't have made the playoffs before, could eventually make a run to the Stanley Cup Finals and win it all. And, again, it's all possible. Same thing in baseball, same thing in basketball. I know they're expanding it as well. And I think, you know, this will definitely be a season a lot of people remember. And... Whoever wins, wins. This will also be a World Series for the first time that has no fans, you know. It's going to be very unique and very different. And in a lot of ways, it'll be interesting. They can experiment with stuff, but it will be. It will, I don't want to say tainted because that's the wrong word, but it will be almost questionable, if that makes sense, you know. And it, that is, it is what it is, and we'll just have to live with that, I'd say. 
Yeah, I agree with you, Max. I mean, it's going to be viewed in a different light no matter what for all sports. And that's not the fault of anybody, obviously. It's just the situation we're in. Um, but, yeah, I don't think that, like I heard Mariano Rivera say a couple months back even, that a 60, in a 60-game season what he was talking about is that, you know, you can't, what he said was you can't consider them a champion. And I don't know if I would necessarily say that. I mean, it's definitely not going to be the same, but, um, you know, everybody will have their own opinion on it. But, like you said, it definitely won't be the same. And I'll bring back my proposal from, like, four months ago, and I still to this day have yet to find anyone who agrees with me. But I'll stick with it because I think it, it adds to this point. What if they – there's a lot of problems with this, but what if they – made it, the playoffs into some sort of tournament that wasn't associated with the World Series, but was just some sort of plain tournament. And so you wouldn't have to worry about people saying, oh, they won the World Series that year, but it doesn't count. And instead it could be known for the lack of a good name as the coronavirus championship or something like that. You know, And that, that's, that's a totally an inappropriate name for it. But what if they created a new type of brand just for this season so then people don't have to worry about that this one doesn't count, or that this one, you know, is messed up, or it's shaky, or whatever it may be. And again, no one has agreed with me on that, but I'll still stand with it. I'll still stand with it, because I think for that very reason that we just talked about, it would make sense, and it would still generate money and revenue, and you know, I'd still think people would watch. Well, I think, you know, the players, every player, when they're a little kid, says, I want to win a World Series. You know, that's my goal, you know, to make the final make the final play in the World Series. But, come on. Like, as a little kid, they say they dream of it, but I hate to say it, there's a hefty bonus that goes with winning a World Series, too. Financially. And that seems to be the motivation. And I think the World Series is an historic trophy. Mm -hmm. And I sort of agree, like, you know, even if there is competitive balance, I feel like you can't taint that. You can't taint it. Because they're playing the divisions that they're playing in are you know they're only playing a certain amount of teams per year. Yeah, you know, excuse me, this season, right? If I'm correct, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the proposal that each team will play in their regions and no one else? So won't the divisions be kind of manipulated, but the records be manipulated by that a little bit? So I mean, of course, the good teams will probably still make it. Don't get me wrong. The Dodgers will probably still make it. The Yankees will probably still make it. But what about the borderline teams that are in a division where you know they get to play? I don't know. I, I don't have them in front of me right now, but where you have maybe the Padres, the Mariners, and you know a couple of other bad teams in it, and all of a sudden your whole season is against them versus another good borderline team, let's say the Indians, that maybe has some powerhouse teams in it. You know. I agree, Max. And one thing that I think is interesting about that is that the Dodgers would play Houston six times Which under the current proposal. <laughs> Honestly, that is so good for baseball, just from an entertainment perspective. But you're right. You know, it it it. It's weird. It's, it will definitely be weird to see that. Well, it's also interesting. We could probably talk about this for decades, but how how do pre-coronavirus problems institute its, themselves into this new baseball environment that exists now? That's. I mean, I personally think, you know, do does the Astros hit parade get put placed on hold until 2021 or are these teams mad enough that they're still going to be firing away high and tight i think Max, we may, to say about that 
I, I think we may, may, may see a couple guys get hit. But for the most part, I think MLB, if the season happens, it's going to put a lot of, like, very heavy punishments and consequences on it. Because, look, the Astros, like, no one's going to brawl anyway. Or no one wants to brawl anyway. The league doesn't want that. It's not justifiable at all. But there is a lot of vulner, vulnerability for these Astros hitters, given the fact that they can't brawl, one, because they could get suspended or fined, and two, because you're not allowed to touch each other because of social distancing and so forth. So it does put them in a weird situation, and because of that, I think just to protect those players more, they will probably put some harsher fines on them, but I don't think that'll stop some pitchers from throwing at them, at least, you know, hitting them in the numbers. And I think if you're the Astros, you got to know that's coming, and you better not complain at least the first couple times it happens. If it happens in, in mid-June and late August, unless you're playing the Yankees then, you know, it shouldn't matter. All right, it shouldn't matter, and they shouldn't take it too personally because they, they have to know it's coming. I think I think if you're, if you're Alex Bregman, you better be prepared to just take that, nod your head, and walk to first base because you know it's happening, and you know that's part of baseball and it's part of the unwritten rules and that the pitchers are going to do that. And if you swallow it and accept it like they should have with the dang apologies back in February, it will be fine. Yeah, and another thing that you got to look at is do – you know the suspension percentages. If a if a pitcher hits a batter and they get suspended for, True. let's say it's a relief pitcher just for argument's sake and game consistency, and they get a five game suspension, in a fifty game season, you're missing a lot more games relative per season than in a hundred sixty two game season. You know, I if I'm a relief pitcher, I plunk Alex Bregman, I get suspended for five games in a normal season. So what? So yeah. what? Like, chances are I'm not even playing two out of those. Chances are I wouldn't even get an appearance in two of those games. But in a 50-game season, chances are I'm playing every single day. And I think that will definitely be up to Manfred and his, you know, committee. And they got to make a good decision about it, you know. And, and I'm trying to think of what they could do right now. And I think, really, what's the general suspension for a guy who plunks a hitter on purpose and gets ejected? Like, three, four games if we were starting right fielder, let's say. You know, or, sorry, pitcher. If you are starting pitcher, because that's the guy who would be getting plunked. It, or who would be plunking the hitter, it'd probably be, what, about three or four games? You know, or maybe one start. It's generally one start, right? So that's five games, which makes sense to me. But if you're starting, you know, if you're Yasiel Puig and you're charging the mound, you know, maybe it's like six games or something like that because he starts every day. I, I don't know. It's definitely difficult, and I'll definitely have to keep that in mind. It's a good point. All right, and with that, that's going to wrap up the show today. We thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure... To follow us on Twitter on the Mound VIC, as well as subscribing to us on the Spotify and Apple Podcast apps. For Tommy Moom, <laughs> I read your name and it just put in our house. <laughs> 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 I literally read your name. Okay. <laughs> for Tommy Moom, Matt Sossler, I'm Max Tanzer. We thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have a great day, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>